Dan, mm-hmm. an honor to see you. Always a pleasure. Hello, beautiful humans. We welcome to the studio Quinn 92. Hey. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. An honor. I've been listening to Tough on repeat pretty much. Thanks, man. Great record. Really great record. Thank you so much. I'm going to take these headphones off. That's okay. I think you, it's better if I can just hear you. You can that. do whatever cool? you cool, want to cool. do. Do you have like sensitive ears? Like what's your Kind deal? of. Yeah. I just, yeah, sort of. How loud do you play music when you make music? Pretty loud. Pretty, I have to hear it pretty loud to, to really like enjoy it the most, if that makes sense. How are you editing? Do you like when you're like actually crafting, do you wear headphones or do you have speakers? Uh, headphones. Yeah, sometimes speakers sound a little weird when you like hear me hear music back. So I I, I feel like headphones are you you hear every little detail. You That's know, it. yeah, yeah, what, exactly. What kind of headphones you you, you wear? Right, whatever. I, I use my AirPods a lot. <laughs> really? My manager hates me. He's like, don't listen to mixes when you have your AirPods. But it's it's all I listen to music on. My my theory is like if you can if you can appreciate a song on like AirPods or Apple iP- like headphones. Yeah, it's gonna sound good on anything else. You know, because this isn't necessarily the best quality, but. I get it's kind it. Of this weird rule of thumb I go by, so yeah. But do you feel like you might miss out on little tiny nuances? But 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 your music is very I don't want to say intricate, I think that's the wrong word, but there's a lot of stuff going on there. There's a lot of layers. Totally. A lot yeah, I mean it's very like it's very like genre bending and a lot of different inspirations and stuff. Um so yeah, I think there's like you said, there's there's different nuances and stuff that I, I, I try to pick up on, but I don't know, there's something about just like easy Apple AirPods I just plug in. It's just it's convenient, you know? Um and yeah. What's big the biggest creative change or the biggest change in your creative process between making stuff in your dorm room mm-hmm. to working on this latest album? Mm-hmm. I think just, you know, I was just saying this earlier, just saying things that I want to talk about in like the most authentic way, you know, and saying them as true to who I am as possible, because I think there's only so many topics you can talk about as a songwriter. And so at a certain point you have to realize okay if I'm going to speak on like a love song how do I make that unique and authentic and so I think from making music like you said in the dorm room to now I've just really studied like how to say things differently and 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 I don't know you know it's weird I think that always changes too but that's the one trick I've always tried to like figure out just how to be unique and authentic in that sense has your level of honesty changed definitely I become so much more vulnerable I think as a songwriter and this this album pushes a lot on uh, mental health and so I think by being able to talk about my experiences with mental health and my struggles with it and you know getting messages from fans it's just allowed me to open up really and like be vulnerable you know and be be honest because like growing up I had friends and and and, and you know mainly guy friends who, where you don't you don't talk about your feelings ever. You bottle it up until huh. it like goes away, so to speak. And or it we, explodes. Yeah, or explodes, and you know it can go really, really south. Exactly. And so for me, you know, music was the one place where I could kind of channel all of that stuff that I wasn't talking about in person to people. You know, and I think as I got older and, and as I aged and got more mature, I just got more comfortable with talking about stuff. What pushes that vulnerability and your want to be vulnerable or just being okay with opening yourself up? Is it is it the thought that if you're vulnerable, people are on the other end to respond or people could be affected by it mm-hmm. or inspired by it? All that. You know, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it makes people, in my opinion, you know, it inspires people and strength, strengthens them to talk about their own insecurities or things that they go through. But I think... The, the more an artist is vulnerable and real, the more, the, the better the song, the better the music. Because, 
I just think this is bigger than music. You know, if you're trying, if you're gonna, if you have the power to impact someone's life, you know, it's not just about making a good a good song anymore. It's about really trying to help that person out, in my opinion. And so, that's why I love to be vulnerable now, is because it, it just feels good to say stuff and have someone message you back like, hey, I didn't know how to speak on that because I don't really have a platform, but like you said exactly what I want to say, or what I wanted to say. And I'm so happy you did that. You know, that's the best feeling in the world. Do you um, put pressure and feel that responsibility? Not really. It's weird because. I just think my fans are so supportive of everything that I kind of talk about and touch on, and it's just it's weird. It's it's like I, it's like I just have this like safety net that I don't. It doesn't really matter what I'm speaking on; they just embrace it. And but but I know what you're saying though in terms of like responsibility. Like I don't feel responsible for having to help everybody, um, and I don't mean that in a negative way. But but I mean it as if like um, I don't know. I just don't. I don't. I don't. I don't lose sleep at night like thinking about. Oh, did I not hit everybody back? Because I, I try to be human too, you know. Like yeah. I, I try to be live my life and be sane. It's and a stuff. balance. Yeah, it's a balance, right? And so I do the best I think I can each day. But it's you know it's tough. But I, I want to help people out as much as I can. Do you do you feel uh, there's something about a okay, right? Mm-hmm. This guy that you meet in college, mm-hmm. he becomes your partner back then, and he kind of travels with you. Is he still with you? Did he yeah. do uh, from Michigan with love? No. So so he I've actually known him, Alex. A okay, he. He's been my friend since like third grade. Um, Whoa. Yeah, it's crazy. And we kind of just like saw each other's careers get bigger and bigger and eventually got both signed by the same label, uh, Columbia. And, uh, and, but he, so yes, to answer your question, he executive produced my first two EPs. Got it. And kind of just helped me get my sound like cultivated, you know? So I owe everything to him in terms of just like building kind of what my sound was like. And from there, you know, I moved out here and met some other producers I liked and kind of kept the circle pretty close still, but, you know, just put out stuff that I think is still holds truth to the, the, the music I was making back home in Michigan and just like that unique kind of left of center, like pop music. When you say sound, do you yeah. say, do you mean lyrics and the stories you're looking to tell or the production that heightens and helps tell those I think stories? All, I think all of that. I think all of that. Um, production for sure. Like I like to just show people every song's different and... I say like the most linear element of my music is my voice, and I, I could, because I don't think I'm the best singer in the world by any means. I just think my tone is unique, and it, it kind of, it kind of. So, so sorry not to ramble, but like no. if I can make like an electronic song and then a, an acoustic stripped back song, like on the next album, I think those songs still remain linear because my voice is over both of them, and they, it just finds a way to make sense if that if that makes sense yeah 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 your, your voice is the it ties it together yeah, yes yeah. exactly exactly so yeah I, mean, I, I don't know dude it's just it's it's like I want to keep pushing that creative boundary of, of mine but um no I think in general I just I, that sound that I, he helped me with it he helped me you know shape my voice he encouraged me to sing he you know I think we bounce back ideas is with production and I don't know. There's just so much he helped. We helped each other with, and it's great to have a friend. You know, not just like a stranger, but like a friend who you can see. You know, take off with their career too. It's just a, it's the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, so. it is special. Yeah, very, very much to know each other from the very beginning and know yeah. that you really helped each other out throughout the the journey. It's cool. It's very cool. Yeah. Is he the guy who tells you to stop rapping? Because that's where you started. <laughs> yeah, that was where I started. No, I I kind of took it upon myself where I just sort of fell in love with the songwriting, and I felt like I I. I feel like with rapping, there was almost a ceiling that you you couldn't surpass because, um, you know, it's just your voice kind of speaking. And sure, there's different flows and stuff, but I felt like me being a white kid from a suburb that was fairly nice. I was like, am I really going to hit my maximum potential as an artist being this this guy? 
Um, and I just I, I didn't think that was going to be the case, but with singing, you know, it just opened more doors for me, and I just fell in love with the process. I just felt like there was more I could do and more I could, I don't know, stylistically, like I could just go in different directions. Who tells you to sing or who, is it your own thought? It's just my own thought, yeah. Your own realization? Yeah, yeah. I sang in the shower growing up. It wasn't like didn't do lessons or anything like that, but I don't know. I just love music. Just, just tried it out, you know. Did you think you were a good rapper? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know it doesn't sound confident no, at all. Not at all. <laughs> no, I did. I did. I really did. Um, but looking back at it now, my opinion's a little different. When I was doing it, I thought I was good, but I think now my, I, I yeah, I'm what, older. I am. What's your yeah. sweatshirt say? I'm not a rapper. <laughs> you couldn't make that really? up. No. Yeah, I know this has nothing to do with the interview or anything, but my manager guy for me, I thought it was cool. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> this is a nice way to segue that question. Uh, I think I, I think I've graduated from that a bit, the rapping world. But yeah, do you, I, still, I could still spit some bars. Don't get me wrong. But okay, that's, that's not 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 to say I'm going to do it right now. But that's good to remember. Good to remember. Yeah, it's like a little secret weapon I have if I want to bust it out. Party know, trick, time yeah. to insult somebody, <laughs> yeah. whatever you need. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Would you ever listen to yourself rapping back in the day? Yeah. Uh huh. Just for more of like a, and I still do with my music. Just for more of like a, a critique standpoint, you know, just like to to How? think of things I could, I could do better. You know, listen, listening back to a song and saying, "Oh, that's cool," but like, I don't know. Just I think it's good to hear your own stuff and then and not compare it to other people's, but just. You know, see how it fills with everything else going on in today in music, and is there things that you can do differently, or do you? I don't know. It's. it's I get it. Yeah. Sorry, some of these answers are not full. No, no, no. Like, you... yeah, it's weird. I, my my brain's super weird in that sense, but yeah, I like to listen to it from like a. You know, what could I improve on, or what 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 do I like? What should I stick to? All that stuff. Yeah. Are you listening to stuff that's already in existence a ton of times too? Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of with this last album really screwed me up was like. I listened to demos over and over again, mm-hmm. and you know, I've, I've started questioning, you know, what was good and what wasn't, and you know, songs I loved, I would listen to so much, and naturally, if you listen to something over and over again, you're just going to get sick of it. And for me, a lot of the songs that I kept on the album, thank God, I was at one point like, are these even good? Like, I just, I kind of got really wrapped up in my own opinions. You were and, drowning. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, dude, it was it's bad. A balance, it, bro. Yeah, totally. And my manager was like, don't listen to your demos. Like, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Like. You just kind of got to make it and then put it aside and then revisit it when we're when it's time to put the album out, you know? And that's not to say you should never listen to your own stuff and no. critique your stuff. You should be doing that. It's totally. how you get better. Totally. But yeah. it's balance. Mm-hmm. I, t- I get you. It's tough. It, yeah, it's, it's tough not to go back to those things because like, you're right. You want to you want to listen, but you don't want to drive yourself crazy. That, so it's you're right. Balance. That, that's the key. We've mentioned balance twice. You were talking about, we were touching upon being personal and making personal music. Has there been a record that you've created that was just too personal for you to actually put out there? Um, no, but I got really close to it. I made this song called Panama about my grandparents that passed away. And um, all I had three grandparents that passed away in the span of like six months. So it was a really tough time oh. for me. And then my 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 last grandma passed away recently and so I, I i made this record before she had passed away the final grandparent and i was like really teeter-tottering the idea of putting it out because it was really it was a really emotional song and it was the first time that like i questioned like is this just too much to give people you know and again i just think fans have given me so much courage in the past to talk about things i never thought i would and release things and show sides of me that i'd never thought i could show people and the day she actually passed away, I put that song out, and I was like, because I had it made already. And I was like, when when am I going to do this? And 
something happened and was like, I'm going to put it out. And, you know, it's, it's, it's been just a really cool song to see people hold on to and be like, listen, whenever I have someone pass away or in my family, or I just, or I just had so-and-so pass away and I listened to that song and it just gets me through tough times. And yeah, that was the one that was really tough for me to write, but I'm so happy I did put it out because it, it's helped a lot of people. What do you feel after that? Is it healing to release that? Or yeah, is it, it is. It is. It's weird. It's, it's definitely healing. Um, it's definitely nostalgic because I actually put my grandma, my grandma left me a voicemail on that song and I put it at the very end of the songs oh. and it always gets people like choked up and stuff. So like, it, I mean, it's nostalgic in that sense where I can literally hear my grandma's voice, but you know, it's, it's, it's really, it's just a good reminder and it's, it's, I don't know, it's not a sad, and, and if we played it, it's not a sad song. It's not like a mourning of, of my family, which it is, but it's more of a celebration of their life. Yeah. You know? That was the point of it. Um, you play it on tour? Uh, it's not in the set list right now, but we might have to, depending on if it gets more popular or not. But <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know. It, it, and I didn't, I didn't put it on the album because it just felt like a special thing to do on the side. And I, I, I didn't want to compare it to any other. Like I didn't want to group it in with other music. I just thought it, it deserved its own spot. Standalone. Yeah, standalone. Right. What does the title mean? Yeah, it's called Panama, and it's actually a metaphor for <laughs> because it's a metaphor for Florida because we. Every year, my cousins and I went down to Florida, still do for Thanksgiving. All my grandparents went there, and we would see each other. But nothing rhymed with Florida in the song, so I chose Panama. <laughs> it's close. Panama City Beach, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually not, but it's fun. funny. Kids from Panama hit me up like, <laughs> I love that song. Like, I'm from Panama. And I'm, I, I want to tell them, like, listen, it doesn't have anything to do with Panama, but I'm glad I'm glad you still like it. Now they know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tough. Back to that record. Noah Khan. Is his voice on it? Did he help you write it? Where is he on it? Yeah, he's on the second verse, dude. I like, but people say like they're like you guys sound identical, and I don't, I don't personally see that. But is I, that what you're gonna say? I'm, no, I wasn't gonna say that. I just okay. get lost <laughs> in the lyrics because they're really witty and they're super quick. Yeah, and they're funny, and I relate to it. Thank you. D- what sparks that record in you? Is it an altercation with somebody larger than you? Is it, it understanding from, male culture? Right. I think it's all that. Um, for me, it was you know I I, I fortunately wasn't someone who was you know bullied as a kid, but you know I saw it growing up I think as most kids do but for me what it was is going to the gym when I first moved out here to LA and just seeing you know jacked guys around me lifting weights and not looking at them in a negative way but thinking to myself like I'm just curious what's in their head like do they are they like vulnerable are they emotional guys like I'm just I'm fascinated by it and this this song sort of took a life of like an anti-bullying record because you know in the video we actually show it it documents bullies of all shapes and sizes and the trick with this song was not to make a song saying like if you work out you're a bully or you're a bad guy because that's not like you can work you can be healthy and be a good person you know uh i don't know you don't know (laughs) i don't trust healthy people yeah yeah no uh but no we, we 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 wanted to just show different sides of it and not bash them either and just be like look if if this is what you're doing you know you can still change your ways. So like in the video, we show a kid being taken out of a trash can and then the bully puts trash in the trash can, you know, <laughs> just little things like that. And, but you're right. It's a quirky, funny song. I, I like cracked up writing it cause it's just, it's, it's, it's one of those that it's not your average pop song. It's like kind of a humorous thing, but it, it, it kind of stuck, you know, it was, it was, it was clever. I thought. So. Yeah. And the lyrics are so relevant. Yeah. I mean, thank you. Eat, pray, love. <laughs> you give a, a Watergate shout out in the record. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm glad you caught that. I don't think many people have caught that yet. Dude, listen to the lyrics. I mean, you really do tell a story. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Sad Pill is another record that stood out to me. Um, obviously, because it really kind of shines a pretty obvious light on mm-hmm. what a lot of people in today's society go to, mm-hmm. which is 
utilizing medicine to yeah. cover up mm-hmm. as opposed to finding out what's under the mat. Yeah. Right. Cool. Yeah. Thank you, man. That was a that one to me is really like the 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 strongest um, song on anxiety that I have on this album. The most descriptive, I probably should say. Um, and I made the song because I wanted to make a song that sounded like what I thought an anxiety attack sounds like, um, which I'd never heard before. So I just thought it was an interesting take on music too. So in the verses you'll hear in that song, it's like very like stampedes of like drums it's very hectic it sounds like a heartbeat almost crazy you know dude it's a journey yeah and so and then the the courses are a little more like lighthearted. so it's kind of my way of like showing the listener like okay sometimes you might feel great and then all of a sudden anxiety strikes and it's like that's the verse and it's like it's just crazy and that's for me that's what anxiety is it just comes in waves and like right now i could be talking to you feeling great and then i could leave here and just have an anxiety attack out of nowhere and that's what i wanted to do with the song just just like randomness are you using medication to cover it up? Yeah, no, I take I take medicine all the time, um, and I think that's really good to know. My dog snoring in the background. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's sick of the story. I told him no. Uh, I uh, I think I urge people to 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 say they're on medication, you know, because I think that's another thing that's so taboo about mental health, and you know how you're not supposed to talk about it, but also that like I, I think it's taboo for people to 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 say they're on or. Or, or it's thought of to be taboo to to say you're taking like pills and stuff like it's like it's like a it's like a fault in you you know and for me I I tell people like you should look don't necessarily preach your on medication but like don't be ashamed of it by yeah. any means you know it's because you you might need it you know it's good it's it's, it's helping you so don't abuse it but like yeah I don't don't hide what's under that mask like you said in that lyric so that that's that was my goal dude uh, powerful record yeah. thank you. And I've never taken a black pill yet, but I'll let you know. I don't have any either, yeah. I don't plan on doing it either. That's good. Yeah. You've been going around the country having like little album listening yeah. sessions, right? What's yeah. the reaction to the album it's, been? It's been great, man. Um, everyone says they really like it, but then again, I don't think they'd tell me their, their yeah. like, raw can't. opinion on it. You're yeah. like in the living room, they're like, hey man, this sucks. Yeah, yeah. I'm, and I say like, look, dude, tell me if you don't like it. And, but no, I don't think anyone's ever... Even if they didn't, I don't think they would say that because they're all really nice people. But yeah, the album's been crazy. Just to, the album experience, I should say, um, showing it to fans and going to their houses and having that like human connection, you know, and just like face to face conversation with people, especially with this, not to sound like too much of a millennial, but like with social media and everything like, you know, it's just refreshing to have those like experiences where it's like you can actually talk to somebody about a song in person and they can tell you how it's affected their life and it's great. Logic did it, a friend of mine, and that's who I was inspired by. And so we just we tried it out, and it's been awesome. So, yeah, it's been ten days of like traveling the country, meeting fans, and it's really really cool. It kind of like validates everything. It does, totally, man. You know, and I said we're putting out a music video, kind of documenting it, and it's it's. Uh, I said it. I say in the little description before this, the video starts, like I received. I thought more of this than anybody. I, I like I, I I did this in 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 the uh in the hopes of helping people but at the end of the day like i thought i got more out of it than anyone else you know just like you said it it validates why i struggled for a year and a half making this album you know why i beat myself up at night about thinking about stuff so just it it's like refreshing you know and why you're gonna keep going yeah no totally it's it's motivating was there anything that surprised you like was there a song that stuck out to people that you weren't expecting that reaction to um i think maybe uh, this song called you and us which is um a more slow song but it's more a little more folky and i took some risks on this as you'll hear if you hear the album there's there's definitely risks on it as far as more singer song ready type of type of songs that have just like just a guitar it's like me and me and a guitar and and stuff that i don't think people have heard much of me before aside from tough um and they were the most like 
complimentive is that a word i don't know they, they gave me the most compliments on those songs so that was nice to hear that i could you know make something that i was a little nervous to show people but um have them be really really like cool like like excited about it mm-hmm. yeah what story are you telling with from michigan with love i'm just i'm trying to at least you know just just show people the story i'm telling is like look this was this was who i was growing up in michigan um just outside detroit and I went through a lot of mental, like I went through a lot of anxiety and, and even out here when I moved here, like some depression episodes and just like, I've always had kind of a really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a tough time just like admitting that I I, I had some problems like with, with, with anxiety and stuff. I didn't, I didn't like to bring it up and I didn't like to admit that I had had like some stuff I was battling and so I I sort of just put a smile on my face and went through my day and acted like nothing was wrong and my goal for this album is to show people like look you can you can you can have the courage to speak up and and talk about this stuff because you know chances are there's a lot more people like you who are going through the same stuff as you and for me, that's what I learned. I was like, the minute that I told people I was running an album about mental health, I got so many messages saying, thank you so much, Quinn. Like, you're finally talking about stuff that I want people to, I want people to talk about, you know? Because I feel like I have this platform and, and my, I just don't want to put out stuff that's not going to truly impact people's lives for the better. I just feel like I'm wasting my, my time, you know, doing that. So that's the goal with this whole thing. Well, then how do you measure success, right? If you're wasting your time, if you're not releasing music that can have a positive impact yeah. on people, yeah. w- w- how do you know you're in the right direction? How do you know yeah. you're doing a good job? I think success is just based off of like, if you can, if you can sustain a living of what you do and you truly love it, that, that to me is what success is. It doesn't, it's not based off accolades and, you know, awards or whatever. Um, that stuff is great, but you know, doesn't define who you are and so yeah I guess to answer your question like to measure how you're doing it's for me it's like if I can just if I can just get one message hearing someone say look you you help me you know prevent taking my own life which I've gotten to me I've done my job you, that, know, you know like I can't worth it I was I, I was I had the pleasure of talking to Gary uh, Vaynerchuk the other day in New York like, such a brilliant dude and he told me he was like there's not much more you can do in this earth than than help somebody like like prevent them from taking their lives. So if you can do that, like what 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 else do you want to do? You know, what more could you do than that? And for me, I've had the the, the blessing of being able to do that for some people. So through music, yeah, yeah. And so it it just it just takes the pressure off me thinking that I need to do more than that. Obviously, I want to put more music out and like help people, but. that pressure of like okay I need to win a Grammy I need to do all this it's like I don't care about that anymore you know and I did for a long time I was like why am I not why am I not doing this when this other artist is this and you know I was comparing myself and at the end of the day it's just like I just as I get older and certain things have happened to me in my life I just I just look at things with a bigger picture you know Are, are you grateful for that realization totally Totally. And that's what strings on anxiety, you know, in the first place when you're sort of like fearing the unknown or you're you're angry about where you're not in your life and you think you should be 10 steps ahead when you're you know somewhere you don't want to be and for me that was like always I was frustrated I was like anxious I was sad at times and eventually I was just like look I'm helping people like that's great that's a great thing to do you know not many people can do that so yeah man that's that's all it is what does John Bellion mean to you he's dude he's so he's so cool he <laughs> he's uh he's um for me he was someone who I thought for the first time like spoke my 
like language of what music I liked to listen to in terms of like he's not afraid to take X, Y, and Z, mix it in a pot, and that's what he that's a John Billion song, you know. And for me, that's always what I want to do. But you know, to see someone that like that kind of pioneer that way of music is super inspiring. And I got a chance to work with him on this next single I'm putting out on Friday. And um, it's just so cool, like being in his like presence, like the way he looks at music, and you know, just like it's so fascinating. So I just sit back and I'm like, dude, I don't even know what I can contribute to this session, but I'm going to let you <laughs> steer the ship. And <laughs> but no, it's great. It's how great. does your record life goes on start? What's it? I'm sorry. Say it how again. did it start? Oh, the relationship with John and I. No, the record. Oh, the record. Because sorry. life life must go on. I'm sorry. Life yeah. must go on. Yeah. <laughs> how does that start? Uh, that song starts with um, like how it came about in John actually and, and I don't I don't do this very often at all but um, you know I write all my own music but John was like hey I have a I have a song that I wrote it's not gonna be on um, Glory Sound Prep I'm curious if you want to try singing it and most people when I when they bring that to my attention I'm, I'm just because I like to have my hand on the music I don't really give in to most of those those but, uh, those offers, I guess you could say. But it's John. But it's John Billion, <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, all right, I'll listen to it. What am I doing? You know. <laughs> uh, and I love the song. And I just thought too, with with what 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 the album stood for, it's such a good like all encompassing message. You know, the song "Life Must Go On." It's like we wanted to make a song that wasn't like, hey, listen to this music and tomorrow you're gonna feel great. You know, it's gonna be because that's not realistic. That's not that's not mental health. That's not you can't just shake things in 24 hours. I say and. This song was more of like a realist perspective of like, look, I, we here's a song for you, showing you you need a you, life is going to continue whether you like it or not, whether things are getting better or not, um, and 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 just know that there's going to be a tomorrow if you choose to have one, and um, but that doesn't mean things are going to be great, you know. But just keep going, you know, keep pushing, and I just yeah, I wanted to make something that was a little more realistic, like like like. And I think it is that, the truth. Yeah, and it's oddly more comforting hearing that, you know. Because it's not you're not being misled by by being told oh if I listen to this I'm gonna feel great you know it's it because that's I didn't just didn't want that I didn't want some like jingly anthem you know and I hope it's not it doesn't come off that way I don't think it does but yeah the goal was to just be a little more real with it and him and I just agreed that was like the right approach for the song how'd you make the record your own what'd you change I changed yeah I changed uh, some of the keys I changed in my in my range that I could sing better than he, his voice. He can just hit levels that I can't. So we changed it up a, a little bit in that sense. I changed some lyrics, um, and that's what's cool too about him is like he lets he let me take liberties of my own, and he wanted to just make the song mine. And he wasn't like, look, here's what I wrote. It's, this is you have to say this word by word. Um, you know, he let me rearrange it to, to how I see fit and make it like a Quinn song, which is really cool because it's yeah, like, you wouldn't. I don't know. He's such a nice guy. Like at this point, I know I know that like that makes all total sense. But at first, I was a little hesitant because I didn't know if he was going to be, you know, high strong about the music or whatever. But it was great. It was awesome. Would you learn from the experience that I don't know? Just that like you know that you can be vulnerable and like you can write, you can talk about things that. No, that's not what I want to say. Uh, what I learned from it was, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just weird. It's it's weird working with like seriously one of your heroes. Um, I learned that I can not fanboy, I guess, in front of my heroes. <laughs> like I can, I have a little more self control. Um, yeah, dude. I don't know, but like it was just great. Like, just I learned that I can learn from other musicians more than I ever could. That's probably 
the best thing I could maybe say. Like I learned that I could actually be a student of someone else by just watching them work, which I didn't really get a chance to ever do in the past. You know, I just kind of went to studio sessions and made music because I wanted to make the song. But in those sessions, I just kind of sat back and, and it wasn't like he was making everything, but I was just, I was just soaking, absorbing it all. Cause it's like, I don't know when the next time I'll work with him. So just taking it all in and <laughs> writing down like literal notes and like, like a sponge. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I was just a sponge. Yeah. With a notebook and everything. Totally. Yeah. So, but no, Shout out to John. He's a, he's a great guy. You were kind of describing his style of music and how it inspired you, but it's hard to put like a definition on the type of music he he creates. Mm-hmm. C- could you try to like what would you think the best? Like I sometimes talk about it as being like a genre into like of its own. Do you get what I'm saying? It totally is. Doesn't stand it in totally any other is. genre. I call what I call my music, and I could definitely refer to John's as. And this this genre has not taken off yet, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna push for it. This is the moment. Melting pop. Oh. So like melting pot. <laughs> I like melting this. <laughs> I like this. Melting so, pop. So, I mean, that's what it is, though. You know, that's what John does. Like I said, he takes all these different ingredients and he throws it into a metaphorical pot and produces this like insane stuff that no one's ever heard before. And yeah, I think that's the best way you could just describe it, you know? Melting pop. Yeah. <laughs> he wants a Grammy really bad. You, he deserves it. You don't feel validation through trophies. No, but I'm not going to say no to a Grammy nomination if I <laughs> ever get one, you know? Like I said, like, I'll, trust me, I'm not too big for the Grammys, but, <laughs> I, but I, and seriously, I don't, I don't, you know, if it doesn't happen, it's, 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 it's not it's, the, it's, it's, it's not it's the okay. end of the world. Yeah, right, right. Life must go on. Yeah. Exactly. Now, being a musician from Michigan, have you met Eminem yet? <laughs> no, I haven't. Hmm. I haven't. Is that is that a is that a goal? Do you know what's funny, man? I'm not like, I'll say it right now. I'm probably gonna crucified. I'm not like the biggest Eminem fan. And look, I respect. He's clearly like a legend. I just wasn't into his. I just didn't listen to his music a lot. You know. So, look, kind of like Grammys. If that doesn't happen, that doesn't happen. But it'd be cool. It'd be really sick. You know. But I don't know. I was just. I was, I was more influenced by like Motown music and stuff like that. Like the older. Oh, okay. Oldies. Yeah. So like Michael Jackson was like the guy I needed to meet, but obviously he passed away. So, um, but yeah, like the like the the Temptations and all that stuff was like the the Detroit stuff that I was like put on. You know, I wasn't around when it was being made clearly, mm-hmm. but you know, my parents played around the house a lot. Gotcha. Yeah. So how about like Kid Rock? I love Kid Rock. <laughs> I love Kid Rock. My parents love Kid Rock. Yeah, yeah. Do you just have a list of musicians <laughs> yeah. from Detroit? Yeah. Well, no. I just assumed like you know he did rap, so I was like, oh, he must be an Eminem fan. I do like Kid Rock. No. I, and then I said, well, I'll switch to Kid Rock then. Yeah, yeah. It's fair, it's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, look, Eminem's great, obviously. I just kind of thought I was getting yelled at when I was in news music just a little bit. But, and, you know, I, I don't know. You were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, he's clearly like the state. He's like the face of the city, so you got it. He's like the best, mm-hmm. yeah. From Michigan with Love. That is the album coming out very soon. What is your, one, I, I want to get to this next question in a second, but your full name, like your real name, mm-hmm. can is it... Michael, but spelt really uniquely. Yeah, it's po- it's Polish. So I don't even know if you would say it's Polish. My parents just wanted to spell it this way. It's M I K A E L. My last name is Polish, so I, I think they were just inspired by like Polish spelling names. But it's different. It's like Mikhail is how you would say that on paper. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, and I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. So when I go to the airport, it's a nightmare because everyone's like Mikhail or like substitute teachers going up. So <laughs> <laughs> like, is that when you adopted Mike T? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And which I thought was just too like nickname ish. Yeah, a little bit. It didn't sound real. It didn't sound like 
I'm going to the Mike T concert. It's like, what? It doesn't, you know, that didn't sound like a real artist. I don't know. And look, Queen like 92 might not either to some people, but to me, it's a little cooler. It sounds so, like your neighbor, Mike T. It does, yeah. It's like, I'm going to go get some sugar from Mike T, you know? <laughs> like, Mike T owes me five bucks. Or like that distant acquaintance that, like, you kind of know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. When did you adopt the Roman numerals? So, um, I did that. So, I, I'll kind of break the name down, I guess. Quinn is actually an acronym that stands for quit unless your instincts are never neglected. It's not just a name. It's more of like a mantra that I live by. And really just like, it's a it's a little story that kind of like highlights a, a, a part in my life where I was really timid to tell people that I was into music and writing. And I had this like passion inside that I knew I couldn't really get rid of, but I also was so scared to like be verbal about it. And so one day, I, I don't know what happened. I just kind of was like, screw it. I'm going to go for this. And, you know, life's just too short not to try what you want to do in life, what you love. Amen. And that's what that's like what I preach with that name. So it's cool to have like a name, like an artist name that is a bit more than just a name. It's like a it's like a way of life. You but know? are you Quinn? No, that's not my real. I am. Quinn. I, I know oh. that. But like, is oh, yeah. there a difference between the not, two? No, not at all. Not at all. I'm like totally at least I think I hope my team agrees with me that I'm like the same person on and off the stage. Like I'm no different. Believe in the same stuff. It's not like a character. No, it just happens to be a different name. And then XCII is the Roman numeral for 92. Because we had to add that because there was a guy in Spotify who had Quinn license. So we, <laughs> we, had, to, we had to add the Roman numeral. No, I dig the Roman numeral. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. By the way, I, I had no idea that it was 92 until yesterday. My yeah. friend told me. I, I had like, to Google the Roman numeral, too, when I when I because I, I wanted to put 92 to the name, but I kind of wanted it to be a little more unique than just the 9 and the 2. So we, yeah. So I... But look, I'm you not look like a royal, math wizard. Bro. Yeah, yeah, right. I was like Quinn XCII. Yeah, 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 that's what everyone says. Look, that's totally fine. And, they, and or I get like the Charlie XCX. It's like male cousin comments sometimes. <laughs> but but it, it's, it's okay. Yeah. When people say Quinn, like in a room, do, do you react to it? Yeah. Now I do. At first, I was it was super weird, but now it's it's like it's like my name. You've it, taken it is, on not it like it is my name. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So I just get used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From Mission with Love, drop soon. February 15th. And you could be watching this and it's already out, so put it in your ears. It deserves it. Have you set standards for this new album? Not really. Um, Because I feel like I'm so fortunate, and I really do mean this, to have such an awesome fan base that, you know, I've talked to my label tons of times now, and it's like, at this point, everyone just kind of gets that we don't, we're not like chasing a, a hit record. We're not chasing, you know, this blow up moment. It's just, we want to just keep putting music out and you know, we've been fortunate to sell out tours and, you know, just everyone just seems to want to come see the show and we're just going to like wait till that moment happens, you know, and it's just, it's just, and that's what's such a it blessing about this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And we're just giving it time, you know, there's no rush. There's no, cause I think the minute that I do that, I'm going to compromise everything that I've stood for and done to get, to get to this point. So don't really plan on changing much. Your awareness of all of this and that situation is spectacular yeah. thank you man because a lot of people can give in right a lot of people yeah. can be like oh, i'll take any writing session you got yeah. get me with the biggest guy but no you're yeah. thank you dude i appreciate that remain authentic because yeah. your music is great and you're an awesome artist and you tell awesome stories and the thank production's you. stellar so thank you really seriously thank you being organic will rise <laughs> is the bus that's parked right outside the one where your name is spelled wrong on it <laughs> no it, it was spelled wrong and then they had to they had to un, uh, take off the, the, the sticker <laughs> that's embarrassing and yeah they had CX II 
But someone on Twitter was like, oh, now it's Quinn sexy. And I was like, oh, that's not too bad, you know? But no, they had to, they had to rearrange the letters. So now it looks... What was your reaction? You're like, a I great just laughed. Button. I was like, this is so typical to me. You know, they of course they would mess this up. But it was it's whatever. It's funny. Yeah. They, 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 we, we got it fixed. Yeah, yeah, Quinn yeah. sexy has a ring yeah, to it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, maybe for whatever you want to moonlight as. Yeah, exactly. Anything else in your brain, Dan? No. Oh, you have, you say you have a... Are you a good friend of Logic? Yeah, yeah. Are you guys uh, gonna work together at all? Or I hope so. Yeah, we're all we're all under the same uh, management group, Visionary Music. So you've interviewed my buddy Jeremy before, mm-hmm. and uh, that's where we met actually. The, the show. show, yeah. But then I had seen you. We, we started the Mac show. Yeah, I was drunk at the Mac <laughs> show, man. And I show up at the Jeremy Zucker show, and I had no recollection of meeting you. Yeah, and I'm yeah. so terribly sorry. <laughs> and it was really one oh, of the most good. embarrassing things to ever happen to me. Oh, no, dude, it's totally fine. Time. It was amazing. It was so funny. Oh, I went up to you, and I was like, dude, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> I watch your interviews like you've interviewed my buddy Alec Benjamin, John, and Jeremy. And uh, you were like, oh, "What's your name?" <laughs> I was like, I'm so, I was like "What?" <laughs> the worst thing. Ever. And it wasn't like it wasn't like I was expecting you to know who I was, but it was just, I, it was just funny. It was just it was just great, man. Oh my god! You had some fans. You had some fans walking out of the theater. I don't know if you, you remember that, but you were oh. taking photos of people. I was. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna cringe into my skin right now. I just want to like go no, it's and okay. I want a turtle. Yeah, it's uh, okay. It was very nice, and I did. And after that night, when I saw you, Jeremy Zucker, but then I saw you again. Did I see you at another show? Um, Max, Jeremy. There was one more. Yeah, you're right. I saw you somewhere else, but no. But Jeremy, I remember meeting all those fans out there. Mm-hmm. They were really nice. But people know you too. Yeah, yeah. People it's like cool. you. We have a nice. Thank you, man. It's cool because Jeremy, Chelsea, Cutler, and I, and AOK, we all so kind of have this family. It's mutual friends is our collective, but our all of our fans are the same people. So it's really cool. It's like if you like Jeremy, chances are you like. Chelsea. If you like Chelsea, chances are you like my music, and chances are if you like me, you'll like A-OK, and so it's cool. It's like a little, like, family. You know? I hear the sound similarities. I'm going to be Thank honest. You. That's stem, really, that start with John, mm-hmm. and trickles down into all of you. Yeah. I think there's a lot of John and Jeremy Zucker stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Love that album of his, or an EP, whatever it was. Summer. So good. Yeah. Really one of my favorites. Yeah. I hear John in that. I hear John in his vocals. I hear it I think in it's the hard phrasing. not to be influenced by him. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Some, some of it rubs up rubs off on all of us but the right stuff but yeah. it's still your own exactly yeah exactly that's but, the difference it doesn't sound like it it's just inspired totally by. totally yeah 100 percent. it's cool stuff yeah uh i've stopped drinking at concerts so <laughs> the next time you run into me i will be sober like a stone Dude, don't worry man i'm not gonna be like your sponsor checking up on you. i will be hyper <laughs> and on point like a yeah. puma yeah uh i really do appreciate you man thanks dude i appreciate it. yeah thanks for having me by you're going on tour europe is first then you got america yeah and uh for michigan with love totally worth everybody's ear so uh give it a listen yeah. thank you guys i appreciate it quinn xcio <laughs> This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.